0: We give God praise today. Our life is in His hands, and we have one another as the body of Christ. And we have the infilling and the empowering of the Holy Spirit of God. We thank the Lord for you today, wherever you may be. What a beautiful morning it is. And it is, it is absolutely uh, beautiful outside. We're going to take some time. We're going to pray. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer and also receive from his word this morning. Uh, but when we get done with all this, I hope you'll either st- step outside, uh, outside your house and um, out onto your deck, out onto your patio, your porch. If you're not able to get outside, just open a window and just let this beautiful sunshine into your home and into your life because this is the day that the Lord has made and we are certainly rejoicing in it and being glad in it. And we thank God for each and every one of you that are tuning in. God bless you in the name of the Lord. We're going to have a word of prayer today. We have a lot to pray for. A lot of people who are who are going through a lot of things. People who are suffering from sickness uh, that are related to, of course, the coronavirus. Um, and then a lot of people that are suffering from other ailments that are unrelated to that. And we are also prayful for those that are going through uh, tough economic times. And we're going to be praying for those that are going through times of loneliness and discouragement. So we're just going to invite you, if you will, to bow your heads with us right now, wherever you may be, and, uh, and, and pray with us together as the body of Christ in Jesus' name. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, asking for your mighty power and your great glory Lord, we pray that your power would be manifest in this crisis and in these times. Lord, every every situation that individuals may be facing, we pray that you will go before them and be with them and bless them and help them. I pray, Lord, that you will lift them up out of any pit into which they have fallen. Strengthen them today, I pray. God, those that are sick, I pray, healing virtue into their body right now. We speak and declare the word of God, the word of life, into their hearts, into their minds, into their life. Lord, we thank you for this. We give you praise for this. We honor you. We praise you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Lord, we bless your holy name, and we thank you today that you are indeed with us and that we can trust in you and place our confidence in you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Doesn't it feel good to pray together? Amen. It feels good to pray together. I do want to invite you to to, uh, take a moment and give unto the Lord. We thank God for the Tree of Life Church and all of the faithful members of the Tree of Life Church who continue to give of their tithe and offerings and their Ready Now offerings uh, because we're going to come out of this stronger, we're going to come out of this better, and we're going to move forward into the path that God has called us to walk And uh, we don't know all of the reasons why we're going through what we're going through, but we know God does. And all things, the Bible said all things, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I just want to encourage you at this time, if you will, take a moment and you can text to give or you can give online or you can mail your uh, tithe uh, check in to uh, 6477 Cooper Road, Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio, 45242, and uh, we thank you in advance for your continued faithfulness. God bless you in the name of the Lord, and we give him all praise and glory today. I'm looking to the word of the Lord this morning, and I want to, I want to turn your attention to the book of Luke. We're going to read a few verses of scripture uh, in your hearing. The Lord just really uh, pressed upon my heart uh, his word in a, in a way that I believe he has a word for you today. Luke chapter eight, and we're going to begin reading at the 22nd verse of Luke chapter eight. The word of the Lord says this. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. He said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. I want to read to you another passage of scripture from the gospel according to Matthew. This will come from the 14th chapter, and we're going to read from the 22nd verse. Straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And they cried out for fear, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. I want to speak to you this morning for just a few moments on the subject, where is Jesus in this storm? Where is Jesus in this storm, there are so many things that we can say about Jesus today. And I believe that Jesus is the answer for every ailment that the world faces. We know that the name of Jesus Christ has all power and that all things are subject unto him. This is why we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because when we're plunged into the name of Jesus Christ, we take upon ourselves his great grace and his great mercy and his great nature, and we are covered by the name, the blood of Jesus Christ. I was always raised to know that when you, when you had to preach against some kind of a principality or power, you preach Jesus. As a matter of fact, that's all we preach, really, is Jesus We may come at it from a different angle now and then, or we may come from a different scriptural account or a scriptural principle, but we always concentrate our eyes and our attention on the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that was so amazing about Jesus were the miracles that he performed. And never have we needed a reminder like we need a reminder today that Jesus is a miracle worker. Oh, hallelujah. He is a miracle worker. His miracles abounded in the gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and, and I would love to take time to concentrate on several of them. I, I, I think of when he was walking through the crowd and a woman who, who had in her body, and the Bible called it an issue of blood. She, she bled profusely for 12 years with no sign of, of letting up. But the Bible says that she Touch the hem of the garment of Jesus. She didn't even get to touch his physical person, but just the hem of his garment. And the Bible said that she was made whole. Jesus told her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Of course, who could forget the great miracle of Jesus saying, Lazarus, come forth. When all was lost and he had been dead for four days, but Jesus spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth and he in fact came forth and lived and was a testimony of the miracle working power of Jesus Christ of course the miracle of the loaves and the fishes Jesus had thousands of people thousands upon thousands and with minimal amount of loaves and a minimal amount of fish he broke them and blessed them and multiplied them and this was an amazing miracle there are so many miracles that Jesus performed and and I could go on, and, and you can go on. You can think of them right now. We need to encourage ourselves in times like these of the miracles of Jesus Christ, not only that are found in the, in the New Testament, but also that are found in our world where we're living right now. There are miracles all around us. And I, I want to point out that I'm already receiving reports of people who have faced the coronavirus and have been healed by the power of God And are recovering by the power of God. We've been in this service format now for, this is our third Sunday. We've had two Wednesdays. And we've done a lot of ministry in between. And and so what was such an unfamiliar feeling, we now realize, you know what, the Lord has us. We knew it then, but we knew it by faith. Now we know it by experience. The Lord has us. He's going to take care of us. He's guiding us safely through these waters, and everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. And sometimes when we come to the pulpit, we come with this report that there are people suffering, and there are. And there are people right now that need a healing touch. I want you to pray for those who need a healing touch in their body. But I also want you to be encouraged to know that people are being healed and people are recovering and people are coming out of this and thank God they're developing immunity. And I thank God they'll never have to look back and face this kind of a situation again in Jesus' name. And we we look to the word of the Lord and perhaps the two miracles that I read about are two of the very foundational miracles of Jesus' ministry. They, they, They stand out among others, that are just beautiful, wonderful miracles. And the two miracle accounts that I read about today have to do with storms. Both of them have to do with storms. I think it's really interesting because Jesus didn't shy away from storms. And yet, in each of these scriptural accounts, the first half of these miracles, you don't know where Jesus is. When the storm breaks out, You're not sure where Jesus is. All you're made to understand is that their waves are boisterous and the winds are boisterous and the boat is being tossed and the waves are overwhelming the boat. And so the first half of the miracle, you don't see Jesus. It's not until the last half of the miracle you realize he was there the whole time and he had it in the palm of his hand the entire time. I want you to know in this current crisis that we're facing, this first half of the miracle, you might have looked around and wondered, where is he? Things seem to be getting out of control. Things seem to be unwieldy. It feels like the winds and the waves are boisterous. It feels like we we could be capsized. It feels like my family could be in jeopardy. Luke used that word in his uh, parabolic or scriptural account he said that they were in jeopardy. And I know that right now there are people who are in fact in jeopardy. But I also want you to know Jesus is in that scriptural account. Jesus is in that storm. You might look around and wonder where he is, but he's there, he's in the storm. In this first passage of scripture, the Bible said the winds and the waves developed quickly and they overwhelmed the boat. The water was inside the boat. The waves were actually coming in the boat, and one gospel writer said it this way, the boat was full of water. This wasn't a little problem. This wasn't wasn't some kind of an overreaction on the part of the disciples. The boat was full of water. You know, we're looking at something, ladies and gentlemen, we've never seen before, and I've never seen, and you've never seen something shut the whole world down. I mean shut the whole world down. Nothing has ever had an impact that we've seen that has literally shut our whole world down, and the whole world is shut down right now, and are looking for the answer. And I'm telling you, people's hearts are looking to God. People's hearts are turning to the Lord. People's eyes are looking under the hills from whence cometh their help, their help cometh from the Lord. And we know that God is showing up already and he's gonna continue to show up in a mighty way. The Bible said Jesus was in the back of the boat, in the hinder part of the ship, and he was asleep. The storm was raging and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. And here's what we found out. A lot of folks... Let Jesus fall asleep. Oh, they might know about him. They might have some experience with him. They might know the stories. They might have even followed him. They might even be his disciples. They might be his people, his followers. But somehow, way, Jesus was allowed to fall asleep in their life. And that's where the disciples were. They didn't know how much they needed Jesus until the storm developed. And a lot of you, and and myself included, all of us are in the same boat, pun intended. We're in the same boat. We didn't realize how much we need him. We said we did. We thought we did. But we didn't truly understand until things started getting unwieldy, until things started getting beyond our control and beyond government's control and beyond medicine's control and beyond our company's control, and beyond our family's control. And then we realized, you know what? I better go wake up Jesus. I better go stir him up. Why did I let him go to sleep in the first place? Why? Why did I ever let that part of my life, that spirit man, that faith that I have in God, why did I ever let that fall off to sleep in the first place? I want to tell you something. It's time to stir up the gift that is in you. It's time to wake up Jesus in your life. Wake up faith in your life. It's time to get serious again about serving God. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship and he was asleep. They woke him up and the Bible said Jesus just walked to the bow of the boat and one gospel writer records that he said peace be still. That's what he said to the sea peace be still and when he spoke oh hallelujah the winds and the waves they ceased and there was calm and I, I just got to tell you today, that's why we have to keep speaking the word of God and keep speaking the word of life. I'm telling you, I've been so impressed with pastors and preachers and teachers and leaders and singers and, and, and saints of God who have filled the airwaves with their, their words of life and words of encouragement and words of God because that's what's going to calm this storm. And there, there are multiple storms happening, ladies and gentlemen. There's the storm on the water, the winds and the waves. And then there's this emotional storm that the disciples are experiencing. The Bible said they feared for their life, and look what they said to Jesus. They said, do you even care whether we perish? Do you even care that we live or die? And a lot of people have that feeling sometimes. Something like this breaks out, and they look to God, and they ask, God, are you there, and do you care? Do you care whether we live or whether we die? That's where the disciples were. That's where a lot of people are emotionally. They don't know what to do about this. The fear is is heightened, and the emotions are are out of control. And and, and Jesus, when he said, peace, be still, he said, that's such a unique thing to say. I just want to point that out. It's almost redundant. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. It's like he's saying the same thing twice, peace and be still. I wonder if he's addressing two different storms, if he's speaking peace to the emotions and be still to the storm. And what that teaches us is that God is able to bring peace to our hearts, our minds, our homes, even before he stills the storm. So even if This gets worse before it gets better, we can still have peace. Even if this goes into a darker valley before we emerge on the other side, we can still be at peace. Hallelujah. I love the old song that says, There is peace in the midst of the storm, because there is peace in the midst of the storm. And Jesus spoke peace to the emotions of the disciples and he spoke stillness to the winds and the waves and there was calm and they all marveled and they all wondered and they all said, what manner of man is this? that even the winds and the waves obey his voice. And I'm going to tell you, that's going to be the reaction of the world when they look upon what God does. You just wait and see what God does. Hallelujah. You wait and see what God does. I believe there are going to be people healed by the power of God. That's already happening. There are people being healed by the power of God. There are people turning their hearts to God in the midst of this crisis and all will look upon him and say what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey his voice and one place they said of a truth you are the son of God because they saw how he handled the winds and the waves hallelujah hallelujah that's something to give God praise for some of your lost loved ones are going to turn their hearts to God some of the people you've been praying for they're going to turn their hearts to God some of the people who have rejected God. They're going to repent of their sins and turn their hearts to God. If that's you today, don't let another day pass you by. Today is the day of salvation and now is the accepted time. Oh, hallelujah. Go wake him up. Go stir him up. Go wake up that faith that you let fall asleep. Go get, that, go get that devotion to God that used to be strong, but now it's in the back of your mind. It's in the back of your life. It's a part of your past. It's in the hinder part of your ship. It's time to go get that now. The storm is raging. You're in jeopardy, and the boat is full of water. It's time to turn your heart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The other scriptural account of a storm The first half of it, we don't know where he is. He sent his disciples onto a ship, put them out into the middle of this water, and then a storm rose. That didn't catch him off guard. He allowed them to get onto a boat, set sail, and then a storm arose. There's some of you who committed yourself to things before this storm started. You got into a boat, You committed yourself to certain vision and certain mission and certain types of ministry. You committed your family, perhaps, to certain steps of faith. And now a storm rose. And you wonder if you missed it. God, Jesus put his disciples in that boat and said, I want you to get inside this boat and I want you to go out onto the water. He didn't even get in the boat with them. He was going to come to them, but not via a boat. They get out into the middle of this water and the storm begins to rage. The winds become boisterous and and they toil in rowing, the Bible says. And they are tossed by the winds. Here came Jesus out onto the water, walking on the water. Now, the winds are so bad and they are fearful that they're going to be overthrown by the winds and the waves. That when they saw Jesus coming, it wasn't at first a comfort to them. At first they were afraid of him and they said it's a ghost it's a spirit and they were crying out because they were afraid that on top of this horrible storm now there's this ghostly element and and there's this this figure walking on the water and they were they were they thought they were losing not their lives alone but losing their minds and there are all kinds of elements to the to the realities that can come through fear. When, when you're going through a storm and you're fearful for your family and you're fearful for yourself and you're fearful about what tomorrow will hold, it's like one bad thing leads to another. But don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Because Jesus is gonna walk onto that water and he is going to come to you. And at first, it might seem fearful. At first, it might seem scary. But when it's Jesus, he will speak to you. Again, he spoke the importance of the word of God, the importance of speaking the word of life. Speak the word of God in your home. Speak the word of God in your mind. Open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord in praise and in prophecy and in prayer and in the actual holy writ of God's word. Declare the word of God. That's what Jesus did. He said, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Hallelujah, be of good cheer. That means courage. Be of good courage it is I, he gave them a revelation of who he is. And you're going to find new understanding of who God is and how God operates when this whole process is said and done. And then he said, be not afraid. He gives you courage. He reveals something about himself to you. You didn't already know. And then he takes your fear away Hallelujah. That's why he let you go through the storm in the first place. Because he was going to give you courage you didn't have before the storm started. He was going to show you something about himself you didn't know before the storm started. And he was going to take away your fear. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. He's walking on the water. Now, I want to say again to our health workers. I want to speak directly to our health care workers and our frontline uh, medical uh, teams that are part of Tree of Life Church and anybody who may be tuning in, and those that have to go to work. You don't have a choice to quarantine or be uh, in shelter-in-place uh, position. I want to speak directly to you because, because the Bible says there was one disciple who stepped out of the boat and onto the water. The, 11, the other 11 disciples were able to shelter-in-place on the boat, they were able to stay quarantined on the boat. But there was one disciple who stepped out of the boat and onto the water. And to our healthcare care workers and to our nurses and doctors and, and to our nursing home administrators and funeral directors and, and caregivers in the health profession of all kinds and those who have to go into work and, and, and you're looking over your shoulder and you're trying to social distance and you're afraid of doorknobs and handles and, 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 and there's so many, so many invisible things at work right now, not to mention the fear that's involved and the anxiety that's involved and, and, and you wish you could shelter in place but you don't have a choice but to step out onto the winds and the waves, the storm. I'm gonna tell you something in the name of Jesus. You're gonna walk on water. You're gonna see miracles that you've never seen before. Miracles that you've only read about in the Bible. You're not, you're, listen, you're not just going out there by yourself, you've got your eyes upon Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus and walk on that water. There's 11 disciples in the boat. There's no record of those 11 disciples who are, who are somehow uh, looking at Peter as though he's doing something wrong. There's no record of those 11 disciples saying that Peter shouldn't get out of the boat or, or being fearful even for Peter. Peter just separates himself from the 11, walks out onto the water, and keeps his eyes upon Jesus, and he does not sink until he starts looking at the winds and the waves. So I wanna encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the media. Keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the news feeds. Now, now, it's important to be aware. Be cautious and be understanding. There are certain things coming out. I've heard that you're not supposed to take ibuprofen to combat the, the uh, symptoms that accompany coronavirus. If that's the case, don't take ibuprofen, I'm glad I read it and 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 there are other things that they they warn you about you just be cautious, be aware, be watchful, take the precautions you need to take, but don't be afraid to step out on that water and know that God is sending you into that situation as a missionary. Hallelujah. We've always preached that we should look at whatever field we're engaged in as a ministry, that the ministry isn't just something that happens behind the pulpit, but that ministry is something that happens out in the field. It happens out in the workplace. It happens in our daily environments, and you're experiencing that firsthand. You're going into these medical centers and hospitals and clinics and offices and and ICU wards and and, and wherever you may be uh, applying your trade. I want you to know you're going in there as a missionary, as an anointed ambassador for Christ. You're going to walk on water and see miracles. The other 11 are able to stay quarantined, stay in their home. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Stay in your home. Shelter in place. Don't overburden the health healthcare system by getting out and, 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 and contributing to community spread. Let's take this little while and hunker down, but I want you to know in the name of Jesus Christ that God is with us in this storm, and you might have wondered where he was, but he's here. He's here, and he is with us. The other day, I saw a, a news feed come in that described what we can expect over the next several weeks Ohio is preparing for worst case scenarios. They hope it doesn't get to that, but they're preparing for worst case scenarios. They're talking about building more hospitals and they're talking about thousands a day being infected. And, and, and as I read it, I could feel the darkness of those clouds coming in on our state. I could feel the darkness just kind of, kind of coming in where we live. And then I I heard the voice of my God say, I'll be in this storm too. I'm not just in the storm of Luke chapter 8. I'm not just in the storm of Matthew chapter 14. I'm in this storm as well. Hallelujah. I'm in this storm with you. I'm in this storm with my people. He's with us. He's with us. Thank the Lord. You know, there was another storm in the word of God, perhaps the biggest, it is the biggest, not just of the Bible, but of, of any ever recorded. It's the great flood. Noah and his family quarantined themselves in the ark, isolated themselves in the ark, they were saved as a, pro, as a result, and they came out of this stronger, better. They came out of this with a, a greater ministry, to replenish the earth. The Bible says that while they were on that ark, Noah sent out a raven. The raven found no place to place its foot. The raven just flew back and forth, back and forth. The raven represents our flesh and our carnal nature in Scripture. When he sent out the dove, at first the dove found no place to rest her foot. But ultimately the dove brought back an olive leaf, letting Noah know, there trees growing again. I want you to know this storm will pass. This will pass. And God's going to give us olive leaves to show us the tree is alive and well. Hallelujah. I want you to know the tree of life is alive and well. Glory to God, there's anointing flowing. I love it that it was an olive tree. It wasn't just any old tree, it was an olive tree, which is the base of the anointing oil. The olive oil was the base of the anointing oil. God didn't just tell Noah, "Things are growing." He was telling Noah, "My anointing is here." Hallelujah. My power is at work. Not there's not just life, there's abundant life. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that this storm will pass. We will emerge and when we do, we're gonna see the evidence of the glory and the power of Almighty God. Those of you who have to step out of the boat this week, I want you to do so with confidence knowing that God is with you. I do wanna tell you that at eight o'clock tonight, I will be conducting another prayer conference call for our healthcare workers and our health uh, professionals, those that are on the front lines, and even those that have to go into work and don't have a choice but to go into work, grocers and truckers and government uh, employees. I I want you to know that tonight at eight o'clock, we're gonna be conducting a prayer conference call. You can contact us by inboxing our Facebook page, Uh, to get that information, and we will make sure that you're able to be on that call. Uh, There is a limit, though, of 100 people that can be on the call, so please do uh, go ahead and get get your place reserved to be on that call because we want you to be there. We want to pray over you. We want to speak the word of life to you tonight before you go into work tomorrow because get ready. Hallelujah. Miracles like you've never seen. You're going to experience as you keep your eyes upon Jesus and you step out of the boat and onto these troubled waters. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know what kind of troubled waters you're facing or what kind of storm clouds you see on the horizon, but I've come to tell you this morning, Jesus is in this storm. One of the things that he said to the disciples was this. He said, where is your faith? And and I love that he said that because he was letting them know, hey, you, the whole time, you had what you needed to get through this storm. You, you, you were looking for me. You, you, were, you were looking for me. I was on the boat the whole time. Jesus is here. He's in this place. He's in your home. He's in your heart. He's with you. Jesus is here. What do you need? You need faith. Where is your faith? I love what he said to Peter when he said, Wherefore didst thou doubt? That word, wherefore, means at what time before now did you doubt? Because something made Peter doubt. Someplace got Peter to stop thinking about Jesus and his power and his love. And he started doubting whether this was going to be a possibility. And Jesus lifted him up out of that sunken position and they walked back to the boat. And when they got back to the ship, the wind ceased and all was calm. I can't wait till every one of you are back here in the good old gospel ship, amen. I feel like I can see you sitting before me, shouting and waving your hands, amen. Got the amen corner, got the dancing, got the shouting, the praises of God's people. I can't wait till the wind ceases and all is calm and we're back in this precious sanctuary worshiping God together again. Be of good courage. It is the Lord be not afraid. Everything is going to be all right. Could you lift your hands with me right now in this place? Hallelujah. Just right now in this this place of his holy word, and let God minister to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that your word speaks to us just when we need it. I thank you, Lord, that your word gives us life and gives us power and blesses us, Lord, in ways that we Can't fully understand. You are with us in this storm. There is no storm cloud that will rise that you are not in the middle of it. There is no worst case scenario that could develop that you were not in the middle of it, speaking peace and speaking calm and giving us victory and courage to face the next day. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your people. Bless them, I pray. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said where you are, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, tree of life. The Lord be with you this week, with you and your family. Everything is going to be all right.